Welcome to Two Chicks, Three Seats, the podcast that takes a look at the hospitality industry's hottest topics. Two Chicks, Three Seats is hosted by Kate Kennedy and Rachel Calkins and is brought to you by Triple Seat, the industry leader in event management software. Find out more about Triple Seat at TripleSeat.com. Happy Friday, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Two Chicks, Three Seats. Today, we are joined by two lovely guests, Valerie Francois and Paige Paisley, the two co-founders of The Social Butterflies. The Social Butterflies is a Boston-based, full-service event company working from conception to execution on their events within the social, wedding, and corporate event spaces. So we're so excited to chat about all things event planning today. Welcome to the show, ladies. Thank you for having us. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> Woo, we love the energy. That's the first time we heard somebody else like talk about us. Like we do right? that. Oh, it's great. <laughs> I don't Sounds think I've nice. ever heard someone else say it before. Yeah. yeah. Nice. They they do Sounds it. Nice. They do do it. <laughs> That's what they do. <laughs> I love it. So to begin the episode today, um, Valerie and Paige. Well, actually, I'd like to hear from both of you, but um, could one of you start off first by giving an introduction about yourself and your professional background for our listeners? Um, so your journey into the events world and your specialties, and then how it brought the creation of the social butterflies. Um, Paige, if you wanted to start us off. Sure, sure. I'll talk about myself individually. Um, hi, everyone. My name is Paige Paisley. I am one of the wings of the Social Butterflies events. Um, I got my start in catering. I actually worked for Airmark for our school, Regis College and undergrad, um, eventually trickling to more wait staff and then just really having the desire to want to be on the other side of managing an event. Um, so for the Social Butterflies, I handled the logistics and mostly client relations. Hi, everyone. I'm Valerie Francois. I am the other wing of the Social Butterflies, and I mainly handle the design aspect. Um, I got my start uh, my junior year in college with an internship at a floral design company, and I started as the assistant, and I learned how to wash buckets and start from the beginning. Um, and then over time, eventually grew into the lead designer there and then decided to branch out when we wanted to create our little baby. Love it. Hey, I didn't know you worked for Aramark. I did too, back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> Great place to start. <laughs> it was. It was um, for UMass Lowell, actually. Um, Look at that. Another school. Oh, it's oh, funny. I love it. So then wait, <laughs> what year was the Social Butterflies started and what kind of brought its origin to happening? We started yeah. in 2017. Okay, this is the whole story. So, Natalie <laughs> and I are undergrad best friends. Um, <laughs> As you've heard, we both had a passion um, for events. Uh, we just took two different approaches. Um, we we were a part of many organizations together. So like our step team, um, we were in our school's fashion show. Um, so apologies to the people that ran the fashion show, but we went back after graduation and we kind of hated it. So we decided that we were just gonna have a fashion show. Um, we know many people in Boston, um, so we pulled together models, catering, um, a venue, and we just had a fashion show. Um, this fashion show actually turned into a fundraiser for um, the devastating hurricanes that happened in Puerto Rico and Texas. Um, so we were able to fundraise that way. Um, 
And then in 2017, we decided why not try to create more social events for Boston. Um, so that is how Social Butterflies was born. Um, we were creating events like karaoke nights and paint nights and just catering to um, the after work crowd. Um, we have a lot of nightlife in Boston, but not enough things to do just after work. So again, that's how Social Butterflies was born. That's awesome. In the beginning, were you guys paying for it like out of pocket or like in everywhere? Mm-hmm. All of like our vendors, any entertainment that we wanted to have, any of like the decor, um, be- even though like doing it in-house was easier for us, we had the ability to like plan and design the spaces the way that we wanted to. But any space that we went to and asked them to rent the space, to use the space, it was always like conversations back and forth of like, OK, how can we do this in kind or just like it came out of our pocket. Yeah. Or do um, we really want to do this event? <laughs> Right. That too. <laughs> yeah. That's impressive. And then like, did you start from there? Were you like, okay, we need a website, we need like other aspects Not of yet. it? No. We we focused on making sure that like people saw us and people knew who we were and like understood what we were trying to do, at least. Like that was our biggest calling card, I guess, for for doing all of those events was that we just wanted to make sure that people knew our names and like could recognize like oh this is the social butterflies doing this I should go yeah that's really cool yeah so we talked about like when you guys started and now we're in 2023 so what does business look like in 2023 for you guys and like what are the most commonly booked event types or sizes um, that your clients are asking for this year I feel like because you guys are on the other side of the event industry rather like than who our cu- main customers are, it's probably great for those who are listening who are customers of Triple C to know like, you know, what you guys are booking and like the types of venues you're looking for and that sort of thing. So yeah, um, I can backtrack a little bit more. Um, yeah. So Valerie and I were asked um, ran- really randomly if we could do a birthday party. Um, and this was in 2018. Um, and we, of course, oblige. Um, we love throwing parties. So we said, why not? Um, after doing that event, we we're like, let's keep going. Let's keep doing this. So we started advertising a little bit that we have this company really just on social media. Um, and then we started doing birthdays and baby showers and then considered ourselves uh, milestone event planners. Um, and then eventually, while doing a combination of social and private events, the pandemic hit. And we actually decided to take a break from throwing events. Um, We decided for ourselves that we are experiential event planners. So we actually were able to, um, we were accepted into Boston University's program for um, hospitality management. And we have received our degrees from um, Boston University in 2021, um, our master's degrees. So after that, we're like, okay, we have these degrees let's run a business. (laughs) Let's like fully commit. So it really wasn't until 2021 that we um, put all our hearts, our souls, all of our attention and energy into the social butterflies events. Um, So we were doing milestones and social events. And then it wasn't really until the top of this year that we decided to focus on corporate events. And we didn't just want to be like conference or trade show 
event planners, we wanted to focus on corporate celebrations specifically. So um, fundraiser galas, um, other community events that brought people together, that that's our niche. That's awesome. You guys are actually using your master's degree. That's impressive. <laughs> so, nice those job. hours, those dollars to work. <laughs> yeah, right. okay. I'm still paying for mine and it's in fashion marketing. So clearly <laughs> <laughs> I'm not using that. <laughs> No, I, I love, it's a great story though. I mean, you had like the backgrounds and the passion for it. And then you said, Hey, let's start a business and go for it. There's mm-hmm. a question I have at the end that I want to table for later, just about like advice for starting a business. But I think it's, I mean, it's super impressive of you ladies. So kudos to you and where you are today and you know, the path it took to get here. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, So just in terms of these <laughs> events that you're now working on. So you were saying the milestone events, getting into corporate. What is essentially trending right now in the year 2023 for each of these event types when it comes to event decor, event design, anything you're seeing that you're noticing? Okay, this is what people are asking for. This is what we're putting together for them. What's it look like today for you guys? Everybody wants an experience. Like We love to say that we're experiential event planners. Obviously, we love to change a space, transform a room, take a whole atmosphere and make it new um, and definitely like meet whatever event objectives or goals that we're given with our clients or our own private events. Um, But everyone is seeking like some type of special element to take their event over the top, whether it be like the entertainment that they have whether it's someone that's like truly interacting with people and they can put it on socials or if it's like a really cool favor, nobody wants a water bottle anymore. Like that's like you can't suffice with just the one thing in the little gift bag and that's it. Um, We recently had a corporate event that they were doing like a reception for a lot of students that were coming from all over the country and they wanted it to be Boston themed. So we made sure to include like Charlie cards because that's specific to Boston. And that's something that they might not really understand, but we're not everybody got to experience in their own cities. But now that you're in a big city and Boston is definitely like public transportation is everything here, even with the T not working, but <laughs> we incorporated Boston in like a special way for them to, and they'll remember it. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. Do you have any (laughs) other examples of just different experiential sort of pieces that people are looking for or, you know, what you're trying to put together for them? Yeah, I I think that, like Val said, everyone says that they want an experience. They come to us and they say they want something fun and different. And we have no idea what that means. It it takes a couple of meetings, um, understanding the client specifically to figure out what exactly we would bring to the table to enhance that experience. Um, But we've noticed a lot of staging. Staging has been a really big aspect in creating an environment and it kind of um, enhances even the speaking portion. It affects how people present themselves on stage. If they're on a really fun and creative stage, then, you know, they'll keep up that energy and everybody in the audience will feel that too. We need help with that at event camp, as you know. I mean, event camp's great, but... Yours was beautiful. We loved it. This one was really good, though. Like, out of all the conferences that we've been to, that was, like... It was good? All right. I feel like like our event manager did, like... Because I feel like that's we're always lacking there. It's always, like, last minute and not the event manager that does it now. It was actually me before, and it was my fault. But um, I feel like she did do a good job this year. I just think we need more energy on the stage, right? Mm -hmm. Like, more 
So maybe that comes in other elements, but okay, so that's yeah. less the decor and more just yeah. like or the, just the people. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, we tell. Go ahead. <laughs> I know. We tell people all the time, like you focus on your program, like for client corporate for corporate clients, focus on your program so you get the messaging across, and then we will help you um, fill in all the rest of the spaces. Right. So, like like you said, you're focused on just getting people in the room, and like we're here to make sure it looks good and it's plain, it's pleasing, and then everything is crossed off your list. <laughs> It's also like I think in doing that like our process of like trying to get inspiration and different things and like going through your color scheme and talking about like what it is that's most important to you throughout the day like getting those details like in the beginning also helps us move throughout the process to know like okay what kind of guest experience should we be trying to create from those details that you've given us and like how can you do that in the best way, depending on the venue that you choose, depending on like the colors that you choose, like where can those work in the best way? Yeah. Weddings. Cause I know you guys do some wedding. I know now your focus is more on corporate, but you have and do do weddings. Is there like specific things you're seeing in what, is it the same? Do people want like a more of an experience like at their weddings or is it just like really focused on like the floral decor or, you know, like tablescapes or stuff like that is, is anything changing in the wedding realm? I would have done my wedding completely differently if I did it now. So mm. I feel like it changed, like trends change so quickly with weddings. Sounds like you're going to have a vow renewal very soon. <laughs> <laughs> you should do that, Kate. Ooh. I will hire you guys if that happens. <laughs> we actually have those. We, we've had a really? couple of people come to us and say that it's like their 10 year anniversary or five year and they're looking to host like pretty That's much a cool. renewal. Mm-hmm. Transform my backyard. <laughs> yes, we'll do you it. Do you could do that. That's great too. <laughs> oh my um, I think the trend that we're seeing a lot is like not necessarily everybody redoing things, but I think with COVID and then also like the way that things cost so much nowadays <laughs> that there's still also a trend of focusing on your guests' experience. That's really important for people that that they've um tried to make events even if it's a big guest count trying to make it feel as intimate as possible and as close as possible i've seen that a lot the people yeah. are like okay we want to make focus on the food specifically and give these people like a certain type of food experience like the 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 want is very specific in terms of like this is what we want people to remember Yep. And I don't think I, I don't think that was always the case. People were always just like, no, I want to have a big party and invite my whole family and friends to see everything. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, you're definitely right. I feel like weddings back, like even just 10 years ago, weddings were more like, this is my budget. And the most important thing to me is the DJ or whatever. And no. then from the care. So just like whatever right. the food is, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, it. I agree. I agree. That's people want something so tailored to them. Everything has to be like custom and tailored and branded and like yeah. special for each mm -hmm. thing. I could see that like and wanting to just have elements of their love story essentially. Like I don't know, there's like a play in on how they met or you know where they like to tra travel together. I don't know if those right. sorts of elements. I feel like I look through wedding blog just for 
triple seat content. And I see some interesting things for um, like table cards and telling people where they're seating. And when you walk in, I feel like people get really, I don't know if you see this or people asking for this detail, but super creative with, okay, this when you're trying to show what table you're at um, in different, like super creative ways. Right. Yeah. I saw a wedding recently that they did um, oyster shells. They had like these shucked oyster shells that they had all they had done themselves too as a couple like that was their experience and then they used those same shells and had all their guest names written on them yeah. um we've seen like a shot glass a shot as you're entering of something but it's like decked out with a little um <laughs> foam or something yeah <clears throat> cute ideas mm-hmm. such a boring wedding <laughs> <laughs> Now. But there's also like so much more now. Like people like are ready to like push the envelope. Yeah. To try new things. And go completely broke. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We're here to help them. <laughs> We're here to help you go broke. <laughs> no, that's a part of our like mantra is that we work within your budget. That's what we focus on. Mm-hmm. Or that, you know. It's it's really expensive, so we want you to enjoy it as well, and not be like so focused on trying to be a host. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you're gonna That's spend cool. the money, we want you to enjoy it. Like we're the type of people we're like, can we get you a drink? Can we like get your food or something like that? If we're working on site the day of, we want to make sure that our client. That's really nice. I feel like a lot of times that gets lost in the shuffle at weddings, like the bride and the groom, or even at corporate events with the people like that are running in the event for the company, like forget to eat or like don't get a drink. They just leave them yeah. like glasses everywhere because they just right. don't have that. So that's a nice, that's a nice touch for sure. I can't hold your phone, but I can get you a drink. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk a little, we just talked about um, trends and stuff like that, but what about your creative process as a team or individually when it comes to planning an event? Like how do you, where do you start? Um, how do you make each event feel unique? We talked a little bit about this, but if you want to dive into it more and then like what makes the social butterflies creative process or approach different from other event planning companies? Um, our first step in our like, uh, consultation process is that we get an inquiry via email and then immediately that sends out our Calendly to our clients. Um, and they can schedule their first consultation with us and that's complimentary and it's about half hour long and we just get their information um learn a little bit more about them if it's a wedding we learn how they met um what their vision is for their day what they expect in terms of colors or inspiration what they want from their ceremony and their celebration after um for corporate clients it's basically the same but we more so like try to find out what objectives are they trying to accomplish um what their guest count really is and like what they want they never do (laughs) <laughs> um, or what people they want people to take away from the event um, and then from there we love to have inspiration and work off of inspiration so we generally try to get that before that call or immediately following so we have a, like a good starting point a lot of people that we've also found they don't necessarily know what they want but they want to know like what the process would be or how much something would cost. So we try to then create like a preliminary invoice and give them a breakdown of this is where your money would go. This is what you're spending it on. And based off of the aspects that were most important to them. So I page mentioned that we love to work within budgets because it gives us a a way to allocate that money in the best way to the things that are the most important to you. 
you send the the pieces over to them and then it's kind of working from there i mean even like then with venue selection where when does that come into the process um do you use like vision boards kind of sort of thing and send send that over to the clients if you wanted to speak on that those pieces as well yeah we usually we have a i think we found a good 50 50 of our clients have like some of them have their venue already and they just want some help like coordinating the day of or some of them like they have no idea where to start um, so we try to start out with like three or four recommendations based on their budget. And if they say that, like, we want to be within Boston, we want to be closer to the water, wherever that may be. Um, and from there, we create like whole inspiration board with some elements that are of the venue that they're choosing or like specifically things that they asked for during that phone call that like farm tables or lint, like what certain colors will look like together gives them a better idea of like, okay, do you really want to lean this way? Um, we try to make sure that we include things that are different styles within those inspiration boards so they can better communicate to us that like, no, this I like a little bit more tight, elegant, or I really just want people to have a good time and have lots of color. I think that two things that set us apart from other planners. Well, first of all, I really don't know what other planners do. So if you're a planner, reach out to us and we want to learn from you too. We have no idea. We're just kind of winging it. We're just kind of doing it. I don't know if there's like a really a proper procedure for every event. Um, but one of the um, things that sets us apart is that we are, um, we are very transparent, like honesty is our policy. So on the invoice, you'll see everything itemized, like from catering, from um, the videographer, from our service fee, you will see every single thing that your money is going to. Um, and then secondly, for weddings, we have a part- partnership with Party um, Party Rental Limited. Mm-hmm. So we will take the client over there so they can actually see a tablescape, um, see a potential mock-up of what their wedding table is going to look like. Um, and they really enjoy that experience. Um, and the people over there, they make it really fun and nice for them too. So they're kind of getting like pampered at the same time of kind of seeing what their wedding could look like. Right. It builds the excitement. Yeah. And you can see it in real life. So, you know, if you actually like it or not, if right. like otherwise surprised, you're like, I hope it looks like this, but it, yeah. it's nice <laughs> that you guys itemize everything though, too, because yeah. we talked about that event camp on the other end of the venue end is that when venues kind of like hide things and then all of a sudden you're like, wait, why is this 20 grand and not like 16 grand? Like I thought it was going to be like, what's that right. charge for $4,000 or whatever. So um that's nice to hear (laughs) so obviously you're having to come up with all of this inspiration and vision boards and ideas for your clients so where do you both personally look to for event industry inspiration when it comes to decor florals literally anything experiences do you look to like certain blogs or websites do you look on social media do you have any like accounts that you follow or podcasts um that you love where do you where do you guys personally draw your inspiration from I look at Pinterest a lot. Pinterest, TikTok, Instagram. TikTok is our friend. Um, I'm trying to think of specifics, any specific accounts. No, that's fine. I mean, so then I'm curious too, because I'm the social media person at Triple C. So I'm curious to hear TikTok. Are you searching things on there? Because I think it's a super cool tool to to use for planners, especially wedding industry things. Um, I feel like you can literally... Uh, we tell our customers this when we're telling them to post on social media. We're like, people are searching for 
events, event decor, event inspiration. So if you're posting about that stuff, then people like a planner are going to find that um, and like, you know, get inspiration from it, find your venue that way, that sort of thing. So are you going on TikTok or on Instagram and searching like wedding decor, that sort of thing? I feel like we've ended up using TikTok like Google. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Truly become the new Google engine because it's so much easier to like visually watch it and see it. And like also there's so many videos that are like, do it like this. Or there's different suggestions of how to get the same look, but like all in the same place. So you're not really having to hunt things down so much, I feel like, as Google would. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, people are my biggest um um, inspiration because I can't really I don't I can't visually see on TikTok how to manage clients or <laughs> or how to um, come up with like logistics for how an event is going to go um, so uh, originally a lot of our ideas came from visiting our friends in like the New York DC area um, a lot of them are social so they have received awards or they've gone to ceremonies or what have you so I, I've kind of bother them a lot and I'm like oh how did how did this experience make you feel or like how did this how did they run this or like who runs this and and trying to also network that way as well I'm on TikTok way too much but I agree with you that I feel like TikTok is more for like the creative end of things like like the visual you know like this table and product <laughs> yeah exactly exactly um also for like you know a bunch of crap that I don't need that I just buy because I started on TikTok <laughs> All the time, all the time, all the time. All the, time. It's so all the Amazon hauls, Amazon orders. It's just so easy now. I'm like, click, 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 bought. I don't even know what's. Co- I feel like those women who do like the unboxing for the Amazon orders, like every week, and I bring in like four boxes, and I'm like, I don't even know what this is. I literally <laughs> figure out my, my like grocery list by going on like Trader Joe TikTok. <laughs> yes, I love the Trader Joe TikTok. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to try that because they said it was. Or there's one that's like. Sorry, we totally got off track. But there's one that that is like the people who work at Trader Joe's and they ask them like what their favorite yeah. products are. That one. <laughs> yep. No, it really is like a search engine though. What Valerie, you you mentioned that's like so true. I mean, I look for for restaurant recommendations all the time instead of Google. I'm not Googling New York City Italian restaurant. I'm TikTok right. searching New York City Italian restaurant because the, the search engine aspect to it is just wild. Yeah. It's like not enough anymore. Like you get the honest opinion, like, and you know that it's easier to find the people that you're, like, same age group, same demographic. Like, you, it's more relatable to find the TikTok content rather than, like, an article from Google that was written 15 years ago or, like, five years ago even. Like, that's, it's not relevant anymore. It's not fast enough. It's not good enough. So, like, TikTok is keeping up more. Yeah, mm. for sure. And like the what you said, the person who's posting it too, it's not just coming from like, a you know, you don't know who wrote it from like a big company, you know, right. okay, this is the type of person, okay, maybe this is more in my demographic, um, you know, that I'm trying to make an event for. That's right. what's trending right now. I love mm-hmm. it. I'm pro TikTok over here. <laughs> <laughs> we also use TikTok for promotional um, opportunities. So we obviously showcase our work and we use it as a calling card to get people to inquire with us. Um, but we also have one social event still called Soul and Sangria. Um, so it just keeps us on our toes. It's our opportunity to like have an outlet and be creative on our own. Right. Um, so you can also find events on on TikTok. So we create a lot of ads trying to get people to buy tickets for our event. 
That was our well, that was our next question. Let's talk about solo pancreas. <laughs> I want to talk more about it. The origin, the purpose, like what goes into like how you guys put this event together. We want to hear all about it. <laughs> so we started Solon Sangria back in 2018. Um, we it was just one of our again our trips to DC. Um, where we would go to like a day party and we would see that there was a band there as well as a DJ. And we're like, oh my gosh, this is the coolest thing ever. And like, sometimes they would blend or they would play separately. And we just like, it's just, it makes you feel good to like hear that kind of music. If you're, if you're into music, then like that's, that's going to be your thing. (laughs) Um, So we came up with that concept here um, in Boston. Um, At first it was just this, um, on Sunday afternoon type of event where people can just come, chill, listen to music, vibe, relax before you went to work on Monday. Um, it has since evolved into this opportunity now um, for other small businesses to showcase their talents, whether they have their own um, food service or if they want a table at the event, um, they can promote themselves as well. Um, for us, it's again, it's our calling card. It's our, our opportunity to be creative. Um, so we bring in sponsors. Um, we bring in other vendors um, to create this whole atmosphere that is now more upscale, more exclusive, still an amazing time. Primarily still on Sundays um, <laughs> before we go to work um, and just a place for people to have fun. Our like whole thing about it is that it's a live band, a DJ, and a curated sangria menu that we like go off of with the whatever venue that we choose. We like try to make sure that it's seasonally correct and that it's got fun options for everyone to choose from. Um, there's usually full food of rest. It's either in a restaurant location or last year was our first one that we did outdoors. And with that, we um, bring in a food vendor that vends from outside. It's usually a food truck. Um, and then guests are just free to enjoy the night how they want to. We try not to make it too specific of like, oh, it's a girl's night or, oh, it's just for the boys or anything like that. It's truly what our guests want it to be, whether it's with coworkers, friends or colleagues, anything like that. That's so much fun. So how many have you done and what have has it always been in Boston at like different venues that you're hosting at? When's the next one? <laughs> um. This huh. September will be our 10th, our 10th yeah. time producing Soul and Sangria. So it'll and be I'm special sure. to us and we want to make sure everyone comes out to that. Um, yeah. yeah. We've done it at, oh, wait, say that again. No, I was going to say, we're going to get Triple T to sponsor it. And we're yeah. going <laughs> yeah. We heard it here first. We've done it at Alibi. Um, in the Liberty Hotel, we did it at Bastille Kitchen, which is now Moo. We try to pick a new location every time um, and just get bigger and better every time. So we're looking to expand this year even more with the next outdoor one. That's so fun. And that, so is it twice a year then or once a year, twice a year? Twice a year. Yeah, we originally we did it. We started doing it for Valentine's Day, Christmas. There was no, there was one in the fall and then for Christmas. So it started out as doing three or four times a year. If we could get four in, we would. Um, but it was mainly only three times a year. But now we've switched to biannual. And one is 
at a restaurant and like more intimate and then one is outdoors and just larger yes that's so fun though i mean i have never been to an event where it's like the dj and the live band a little mesh on the music there that's so much fun Mm -hmm. it's exciting it's like it's cool too when they're playing something that's not necessarily that you would think that like a band would do well with but they vibe and it it ends up being a really good time it's just wholesome Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I love that. It's community, which is kind of our next question is about Boston event um, industry community and like the role that that plays in your business and your careers. Um, Do you find that in Boston, that community is helpful for finding new business or are you part of any local industry organizations? Is it helpful in finding new vendors? Like anything, anything on the top of of a Boston event industry community? (laughs) Um, it's very helpful. There's there's a lot of organizations that we are a part of. Um, I'm not going to remember them all, but we are members of Black Economic Council of Massachusetts, Boston While Black, uh, Meet Boston. Um, we are Black owned and women owned certified. So we are a part of like city listing. Um, there's a lot of lists that we have to check regularly to see if there's opportunities for us. Um, <laughs> but they also provide a lot of social opportunities for us to just attend um, and network in person. I feel like that's the most important piece of it is the networking. Yeah, I think even before social media, I think word of mouth is our our biggest way of um, finding event leads. That's awesome. That's awesome. I mean, I feel like as you continue growing your business too and your client base, even just, you know, talking and you had said this at the beginning, like when you first were starting, you went and talked to your planner friends in other cities um, and attended their events. So I feel like it's just having those connections in your own cities is so important. And I feel like even in recent years too, the, the events industry community has come together so much so post pandemic and just feeling that community aspect is super important um, for everyone in, in the industry. Especially the hospitality industry. We need each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we try to stay connected to like everyone that we meet at networking events or like anyone that attends the events. We try to stay connected to them to like, okay, what is it that you're doing beyond this? Who else do you think that we should talk to? Like, we always try to make sure that with one person that they pass us on to the next person that they may know or send us someplace or to another corporation or something that we can stay connected to. Did you guys find that the networking at event camp was useful to you like were you able to talk with people and meet people besides us <laughs> we can edit this part out you can say your honest thoughts <laughs> <laughs> yeah we did we ended up kate um kim was it kim yeah, yeah kim oh, yeah. sending us um making a request for with an rfp after the oh, event that's awesome <laughs> I always say that it's going to be like networking is great. And then I always worry after I'm like, I wonder if they got anything out of it. Like, you know, besides. Oh, we did. did. Yeah. We kind of force ourselves too. we're kind of like, we need to leave with contact information. That's like our goal now. So we're putting ourselves out there. Yeah. We're doing this. So like, (laughs) (laughs) I think that that was also, that was a big part of our program too. Like credit to shout out to that a little bit was that whenever they would have like speakers or anything come into class we were always like obligated to have come up with three or four questions to have asked them like in the class but also 
um our professors would let us follow up with them like afterwards obviously everyone was like super willing to share their linkedins but we made sure to like have good questions so we could actually come away with something because it's it's more worth it if you leave with something a little bit absolutely i feel like <laughs> no one ever tell no one teaches you how to network it's nice that they did that because i feel right. like in a lot of things you don't learn how to network right, right. and networking like, doesn't come natural it's not the easiest thing and not right. no one really loves doing it like it's <laughs> you know it's one of those situations that well like oh that's a like the weather is pretty awful, huh? Like a conversation <laughs> awkward in the beginning. And it's like coming, having that knowledge and coming with questions is very good advice for others out there as well. For sure. Well, on the note of advice is our next <laughs> question. So obviously, like you were saying at the beginning, talking about the journey to where you are today and creating your business, what advice do you have for other women looking to start a business like you both did? Maybe just general, any general business advice or in the events hospitality industry, um, any lessons that stuck out to you that you've learned along the way or any unexpected challenges, any words of wisdom you'd want to share um, with our listeners out there? <laughs> it's a loaded question page of space right now <laughs> oh man oh god I, mean, um, I, I honestly I wouldn't be here without Valerie I wouldn't be able to do it without my partner I know a lot of people do it afraid a lot of people do it alone um, but even if you are doing it alone and you're the um, sole owner of a, of a company, it's good to have your support system around you. Um, so whether that's friends, families, colleague, colleagues, um, just having that support system to, and people that believe in in you, they don't have to necessarily understand your vision, but they believe in you and what, in what you're capable of. Um, that's definitely step one for me. Good advice. Sweet. Oh my God. Um, that is a really good one. I'm a- <laughs> re-emphasize the doing it scared I think that like it's it takes a lot and it's a lot of work and like it can be really draining and it can be really hard but that doesn't mean that it's not also like incredibly fulfilling and incredibly satisfying like to do what you set out to do and like there's a purpose behind all of it and it means something for somebody and you still just got to do it scared because it's bigger than you and it serves a bigger purpose than what you might think that like you're getting scared about or getting lost in but there's a reason why those people come to you and they might see something that you don't see in yourself so like let it rock and like trust the process but do it scared that's good advice also having the working capital already don't use your own money <laughs> learn that lesson the hard way but shout out to chase bank and Mr. bay bank um they and all the banks well them specifically and it, and it kind of um helps yeah. me segue into another point is to have mentors um mm-hmm. so people that gave us financial advice um general business advice how to um, even come up with a business strategy or a marketing strategy. Um, just having those um, inspirational people, mentors, um, people that want to see you succeed. Um, yeah. And they just, they we have their like personal contact information too. So specifically those two banks, um, they, they've they helped us uh, a great deal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to piggyback off of that too with like 
getting the mentors and everything, it's okay to like build those along the way too. I feel like that there are some mentors that come in and help you for a season or for like a specific purpose and they teach you things, they ask you questions and they might just move on. But like, don't necessarily take that to heart, but just take yeah. the advice that they gave you and just continue to use it. Cause sometimes it'll last longer than maybe them being there anyways. <clears throat> And a mentor is what brought us to Triple Street. Um, we had right. a mentor, um, Andy Husbands of the, the smoke, smoke Shop Barbecue. Mm-hmm. Um, and he introduced us to you guys. And you guys were like, nice to meet you. Get on this panel. And here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. I forgot that's how that's how it all started. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's mental and it's connections. That yeah, that's awesome. And he was at a bank camp too. Worked out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's, that's awesome advice. That's really, that's awesome advice. Great insights. Do you feel like, is there a memory? I'm sure there's many, but is there along this journey, what has been the most rewarding, a most rewarding memory that stands out to you or just, I mean, it could be just everything, but is there one that stands out to either of you Ooh. or a moment where you're like, okay, wow, we got this. Lots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think uh-huh. every time we tried a new type of event, like somebody came to us and was like, Let, can you do our wedding or can you do our corporate event? We're like, yeah, sure. Never did it before, but I'm not going to tell you that. Sure, I can produce <laughs> that for you. Um, but we've come a long way. Um, I think for me, a, a very special memory is doing the um, Embrace Unveiling in January. So that was our... It wasn't our very first corporate event, but very first large scale corporate event in which we had 800 attendees. Um, We partnered up with the Castle Group um, and they managed the event, but they called upon us to do the design. So we worked the reception um, after the unveiling. And then also they asked us to come on again to do the gala that they had um, two days later. So I think that really propelled us for the year. and, And here we are primarily doing corporate events this year. Awesome. I'm still trying to think. <laughs> it wasn't a bank camp. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was. like your, your speed engagement, like I can't. No, that yeah, that might have been a top one actually, because like I don't think I've ever, not until now, like feeling comfortable like talking about myself, the work that I do, like from a place of not just to lay people, like people who don't understand it, like. I'm going to sound like a genius to somebody who doesn't know my job because they don't know my job. <laughs> like, <laughs> Of course, you're going to think anything I say sounds great. But people who do know what I'm doing and like are also on the same side, you, you're not necessarily doing the same thing, but you, we're all on the same side of the events industry and understanding hospitality is like a business of people and not just the business itself. Um was really like fulfilling to hear people be like, oh, what you said was really helpful to me. Like, I really appreciated everything you said. Like, that was like, wait, what I said? Me? Like, really? Are you sure? <laughs> that was yeah. really fulfilling. And me observing Valerie um, go on panel was like amazing. I felt like a proud mom. I said <laughs> I, was, I was stage mom for the day. But uh, you know how like naturally after somebody sees you speak, they like go up to you and they like introduce themselves. So I was kind of on the sideline just watching people like interact with Valerie and like her confidence was through the roof and like that's that's what um empowers me like seeing my partner feel good makes me feel good um 
and then we just keep going from there we're like we just hype each other up yeah <laughs> i like can't stop smiling i love this energy over here <laughs> find find a great partner to go into business with key yeah. takeaway a best it friend is. from college perhaps <laughs> maybe maybe not i don't know you did not hear that from us <laughs> <laughs> for real uh, not so all good. best friends from college can be professional together right. yeah. <laughs> it takes its own work yeah. <laughs> That's i think also this is um, now i'm going off on all the things that are great about our job but um another rewarding part has always been whenever we've had meetings or like even you just saying that like oh, I love this energy and everything. We've gotten that compliment a handful of times. And I like, it, I think that like, it just makes me feel really good to know that like people see what we're trying to do. Like you understand who we are and it's more so, we love to say that we're treating our clients like family and we always want to keep that kind of energy with whomever that we're working with that like, it doesn't always have to be so like stiff or boring or plain. Like our jobs are fun. Like we do get to, do fun cool shit so we should like appreciate that in all times sorry oh please i swear all of it's fine I swear okay. all no i that's a great no that's a great point too because people want to work with people that they like and enjoyable people to be around and so that's something that can make you as your as co-founders and people wanting to work with someone who has offers that who brings that to the table essentially. So I'm sure there's other event planning companies out there who aren't as pleasant to work with. And so you two bring an energy that people would like to work with. And that's a positive for all the listeners out there looking for event planners <laughs> or someone to, to work with. We have some two lovely ladies here, the two social butterflies. So welcome. Nice to meet you. Is there anything else that you guys want to talk about like to add in that we didn't talk about or that you want to plug or you know and besides Korea, which you can plug <laughs> oh yeah valerie needs a boyfriend um probably <laughs> really attractive tall one that's funny <laughs> that makes good money yeah supposed to put out like dating profiles can you yeah it? well they should because i need it too often. and then rachel also needs one but in new york <laughs> All three of us, besides UK, we all need somebody. Paige, I thought you had a boyfriend. I was missing. Oh. Oh. Damn, how are you guys single? How are all three of you single? That's Ask me again. It's the men. It's not us. It's the men. <laughs> You're right. You're 100% right. You are right. Yeah. God. Sorry. <laughs> Maybe you need the next social event is like a dating related event that is thrown we by the social did. butterflies. I mean, the so <laughs> I feel like that sounds like the name of like an event you guys could put together something around love but i don't know butterflies finding we your a, a love at first sight speed dating event like when we first started back in the day in like 20 2018 i think and it was, it was for valentine's day it was all women wow really yeah. we had to beg men to come our, our guy friends to come to the mm -hmm. but they, <laughs> they they participated <laughs> I mean, I would have sat across from a woman. You never know. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's true. Honestly, thought about it. <laughs> Might be easier. Smooth. <sighs> um, on that note, <laughs> on that note, though, we will put all the information um, for your website, your social media accounts. We'll 
plug a little bit about Soul and Sangria. When will tickets go on sale for Soul for the next one? That's in September of this year. Yeah. Okay. So- well, we'll post that. We can repost that on our own socials as well. But for all of our listeners, Soul and Sang- Sangria will be happening this September in Boston. So we'll be posting that in the future as it gets closer. Um, but we'll also be putting your Instagram account your website into the show notes of this episode so that people can find you there as well but we appreciate you joining us today and this was an awesome conversation and yeah thank you for your time thank you for having us love to have you guys on again as someone gets closer maybe we can do like a re-event one but yeah thanks guys thank Thank you. you